Today is the 23rd day of October 2014. We are most fortunate to have Dr. Alak Pandey with us speaking on the evolution of the new consciousness. Welcome. Namaste. Mother said it might take 300 years for the, for the new man to appear, but uh, George Van Vreckham in his books uh, emphasizes the surom, or the overman consciousness, as, uh, as an intermediary step. Yes. But Mother also talks about the cells that she had transformed going into others who were ready to receive them. So, can we begin with these? Yes. Okay. Uh, just a little background, as mm-hmm. you know, to set the right note, because you know, uh, the idea of evolution is not new. Um, there have been two lines of understanding the evolution aspect. Uh, one is, of course, uh, the Indian line where. Um, there is both evolution of uh, the soul through different gradations and stages and form also comes in that process. So the whole idea of, you know, 84 lakh um, births, transmigration is essentially about the evolution. Uh, but evolution of the consciousness, which was the focus, the form was really s- secondary. Though there is, as Shubindu speaks of the story of Dashavtar, there is also something about the form, but it's not been brought too much into the forefront. The only significance of form being that the human form, uh, for various reasons, or, or, you know, reasons of course are primarily that um, the spiritual element spark develops to that extent that in the human form it becomes capable. Uh, of a self-evolution. It becomes possible for the spiritual element to wake up and, you know, uh, arrive at its own fullness. But this fullness, um, you know, in the past spiritual efforts has been primarily, at least in the last uh, couple of thousand years, has been primarily focused on the individual's inner fullness, perfection, permanence, going into the beyond. Though in the Vedic age, there was some kind of a hint and a very early effort, at least at an individual level, to try to embody that consciousness. So this is uh, just a background. And the other side of evolution we know is uh, what uh, Darwin spoke about is the evolution of the form. He actually saw a process and uh, to his credit, uh, it must have been a remarkable observation guided by an inner intuition because nobody really saw evolution happening to have traveled and observed and obviously he was being led by an inner intuition to arrive at this kind of a thing which uh, the equipments available in that age did not really support and you know how much uh, he had to face from his own family, his own community Uh, and it's only in the early, um, the previous century uh, that genetics came in and there was some evidence that there is an evolution of form also going on. Now, that apart, Shurbindo in his early writing speaks about evolution and the emergence of the Superman. And I think uh, what he wrote at that point of time is a very, very relevant and contextual thing even now. Because uh, of the past evolutionary efforts, and that's where the past efforts come in, nature has tried to exceed the human frame. Basically, human set subtle limits for a species and that species moves within a frame. Within that frame there are its um, ways of looking at the world, ways of looking at self, ways of relating with others of his kind, with those who are not of his kind, with the environment and world in general. So there is an appropriate science, art, technology, uh, thought, philosophy, even a religion appropriate to the limits within which nature has put a species. Now nature has tried earlier to, for some human beings at least, to go beyond. And that has manifested one, A, in the phenomena of genius from time to time. And we know what happens, Shobindo mentions in one of his aphorisms that the body and uh, sometimes even the mind is not able to contain the inrush of that excessive energy and there are breakdowns. Uh, in India, they were called as vibhutis, men who went beyond a certain limit. 
and they were really out of the box thinkers they they did not follow a particular norm and they were like regarded very often as crazy human beings yet nevertheless who who did something uh, stupendously for earth and upon earth now there there were two kinds of this line of growth one which shubindo points out has been an asuric type where um, there is an abundant development of the powers and possibilities of the body of the vital and of the mind brilliant minds tremendous vital energy which pushes beyond limits and even powers which begin to emerge the ability of the body to go without maybe food and uh, sleep for days on and uh, even some occult powers and technology which expands to any amount of you know um, uh, without limits and yet uh, if the inner being doesn't change if primarily it is governed by the ego self then it's a disastrous line so this was one approach and shobindo in savitri also cautions us uh, take not that route the titans tried you know he's like colossal like uh, alexander was a genius but it was a genius which uh, was stamping itself upon the world uh, it was a magnified image of his own ego despite nobody can deny that he was a genius in many ways i mean uh, an extraordinary um, person and uh, the other line which he speaks of is the line uh, along the side of the gods and i think um, that's where the real challenge lies um, because now nature has become restless as mother observed in 1912 the time has come shobindo spoke of it in evening talks that there are various signs um, and the mother added to those four signs another sign the emergence of mad people that nature is trying to break the mold basically and bring out something else so in that process uh, obviously once the boundaries of human species break down there is a risk that evolution can take a the titanic course or b the line of the gods and of course later on she goes still further where there is an integration shobindo speaks of that in durga stroth that you know the titans representing the force and the gods representing the light and the knowledge now um, basically if we look at the mother's statement or rather her works after 56 many things happen and one of the things that happened was in 58 where mother says that or rather late 57 that nature has consented to collaborate and there she says that uh, when the disciple asked what does it mean so she says that nature has been preparing forms forms based on the old mold so you may grow inwardly but the form is of the same animal make so it is very difficult for such a consciousness to adapt Mother and Shubindo had to do this, so they took the challenge, embodied the new consciousness, kept putting pressure on the form. But every person cannot do it. So, but from fifty-eight onwards, she said that this new consciousness, the supramental consciousness, nature has accepted that substance. So, every child who is going to come will have something of that consciousness embedded in the very material form which is being built. which means that matter itself without with or without yoga will begin to change to bring in the new consciousness now matter may change bodies may be of a different kind and it will help and yet the consciousness also has to change because it's not that automatically it will change it will be like a good hardware hardware which will support a new software that's how it will be and that we can see in the children the kind of energy that they are coming up with and uh, many other things which have been observed all over the world even uh, the kind of thoughts that they are able to uh, you know have at a very young age you know even some of these children mother has spoken of child prodigies and they are increasing all over the world precisely because uh, the previous mold was not able to hold or express these new things they were there but a child had to be trained grow up and then some of them would really become capable of let's say writing a good poetry or expressing philosophy but now many children like even in their casual speech it's like their brain automatically receives these vibrations and expresses it
so it's like you know the difference between a chimp and a man of the old type where a chimpanzee could not express many things that human beings could naturally express language for instance yes. so but now because the brain and the body is changing that means also that new healing methods will come up and these children will respond to it precisely because their bodies will become automatically more receptive so this is a process which started somewhere in 57 58 and the mother declared it it's around the same time why this timeline is important because around the same mm. time again maybe 57 or 58 um in one of her talks uh, she mentions that it will take uh, maybe 300 years or maybe even 56 in fact she gave two timelines one was that 1000 years for the supramental being to come which is a different thing altogether you know it's a uh, long way but just for the change of consciousness because before the form completely changes the consciousness has to change if imagine there is a form which is capable of expressing a uh, tremendous amount of power and energy and the consciousness doesn't change it again can be a very dangerous situation so she spoke about this 300 years and the 1000 years in the early part it's not later on it's because it's there during her talks in the playground yes. and talks in the playground as far as i remember uh, 58 probably was the last talk and then 62 she never came down right whereas after that many other things began to happen which started precipitating the yoga actually around that time 57 58 the mother also there is a very interesting prayer of the mother she says the work for which i had come is over essentially bringing down the light and now the supermind will take its own time and eventually it will it's going to be victorious so she she was mulling over it if you may use a human word uh, that whether she should stay continue to stay or she should withdraw back and then she asked for a sign now she doesn't mention what sign it is but obviously some sign came and she stayed on now what happened after that is that she started precipitating this big gap of time 1000 or 300 years compressing it more and more now how she started compressing like she is capable of compressing 300 years in 30 years she is the divine mother so first she brought down or rather manifested the consciousness of love which was supermind brought in the aspect of knowledge but love because in 1962 she speaks about the yoga of the world where she experiences the great pulsations of love and i think it's a very landmark event which uh, we of course don't celebrate we celebrate the 29th february because it's a watershed event you know it's a crucial critical event and what happened after that though they are um, at least in a certain sense as important but naturally they are not much talked about so one of them was in 1962 when uh, the love, love began to manifest now that means that not only truth but love now love is the power of transformation which hastens very much the way truth acts is very different truth is like something which brings out everything that is impure it can annihilate it it can dissolve it but love is doesn't work like that love puts a pressure to change and she describes it in one of her uh, talks that you know the power of purity the power of truth is very different from the power of love purity and truth will dissolves a vibration which you know it it's not in consonance with it but love will accept it receive it into itself and start changing it so to start with it meant that many more beings will be will have a chance and the pressure the intense pressure of the truth consciousness which may have disrupted at one level we spoke about the distractions may not be necessary because now love is there as a transfiguring force she herself embodied she and she had been the embodied all this but uh, you know uh, obviously they saw that this love will be much misunderstood we know how much uh, all of us disciples misunderstood their work and uh, so truth had to be established first now after 62 another great event took place that was in 1967 and uh, even before that she experiences the impersonalization of the body consciousness but that's about an individual Uh, aspect where uh, but it it had a great impact 
it meant that all the physical issues and difficulties she took within her body and all that was happening within her body automatically spread into everywhere else wherever there was a opening so this impersonalization of the body was the landmark event which uh, you know where she speaks about the contagion yes and during that time she also speaks about a state which is neither of the dead nor of the living she begins to see that in fact she says that what we call as death may be many different things but that may be going into another domain now after this in 67 she speaks about two things one is that supermind entering into a realizing power and that's where she speaks about the children who are coming are very different then yes, she says 4 5 6 yes 7 that was the time which she said shurbindo <clears throat> had mentioned and now the children who are coming are very different but we have to see it was not in a vacuum 56 58 the great event 62 and then 66 and then the 67 event takes place and at that point of time she even brought down the consciousness of ananda which is the far off goal in fact if you read through shivendra's writings the his letters he says that ultimate goal is divine love and ananda but truth must first work so she was compressing time like this and she says that to satprem that you know i am moving very fast very fast and you cannot catch up with me and when the consciousness of ananda came she said nobody is ready because it needs a super parsifal this was the words he used somebody who is completely free of all desire for pleasure he says there is not one person who has that purity to embody it and yet she waited so what i mean is that her previous pronouncement of 300 years are beginning to get more and more compressed and i think in response to this work of the mother tremendous work i mean there are no words to describe it uh, in 1969 she experienced that uh, wonderful uh, benevolent uh, luminously peaceful and joyous consciousness which she called as the superman consciousness of course uh, the word overman and superman is a question of how we translate it i mean so i am using the word superman because it goes with mm-hmm. the agenda translation i'm just following that but yes one can call it the overman laser home and you know now what she said is that this is the consciousness which will serve as an intermediary between man as he is now and the supramental being because one of the biggest challenge was what will be the process of the change man doesn't know it the supramental being knows it but the supramental being is not yet there so the superman consciousness is a consciousness which she has used the word acts like a guide now this is different from a divine guidance within which you know saints and seers have as to the attitudes as to you know some activity which has to be done or not done she speaks about the guidance which has to take place in the very material processes and she says that this consciousness tells me the processes that have to be done because it's a totally new thing and it's then that she also remembers one of the incidents when a lady had asked her that um, how many lumps how do i know how many lumps that the divine wants lumps of sugar divine wants me to put in my tea and the mother said laughed and said it doesn't matter it's the attitude which is important but after this she says well now i would say that Uh, the divine knows exactly how much lumps of sugar you need to put into your tea now this very interesting change because the very material consciousness is being guided so that the right processes now i take it as akin to uh, to bring a comparison what change it would bring let's say that great yogis have also experienced uh, you know spiritual consciousness and the mother said they were like prototypes the other day i was reading about you know some sadhu was naked and mother was shown the picture and said he is like the prototype of the future what man can become but he doesn't have a creative power so he is there as just as a possibility now yet when they came to many of them when they came to the body they had to use the normal means uh, shri ramakrishna paramahansa is a classic example uh, swami vivekananda they had achieved a very high grade of consciousness and yet in fact swami vivekananda showed pointed out the supermind to shurbindo so he was well aware we know these are his own words and yet when it came to the body and the material processes 
we know what happened subsequently and the mother mentions to this incidents also uh, throat cancer or you know diabetes tuberculosis whatever but this consciousness now in animals they by an instinct know what their body should do within the limits of the species man has lost it and he works by reason if i have diabetes i shouldn't take sugar for mm. instance after some time the theory changes and we start following another norm but now with this new consciousness as i understand now this part she has not openly declared but as i understand and based on my own you know experience with lot of people this consciousness will work within the body to awaken an intuition of the body because the mother said that the new being will be governed by intuition now it will work awaken an intuition within the body and the body will know what should be done what shouldn't be done and it will navigate through the jungle of forces and hasten the supramental being and its coming so this is another aspect of the superman consciousness another thing which is said very interesting that it's a very powerful consciousness but it's full of compassion she is in fact used the word mercy and clemency 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 so it will be a consciousness which is full of you know uh, kindness mercy forgiving forgiving is a much uh, lesser human substitute uh, i mean compassion yeah compassion but compassion um, which luminously understands you know all that is mm-hmm. uh, in fact the word clemency i was very surprised that she has used a word yeah, i mean it's very interesting a very interesting word and and um, yeah. this word is a very subtle shade Uh, compassion is something very powerful which comes from above clemency is something which um, you know easily pardons it's something you know which comes to that mm-hmm. and uh, another thing which this consciousness does and these are all interconnected the benevolence the clemency the compassion the mercy because it will work towards removing the um, ego based life now how it will work the traditional ways by surrender to the divine and offering it of course that is the path if, if one wants to hasten but even otherwise it will work to demolish the ego based systems institutions uh, modes of living all these because the mother makes very interesting statements one of them one of the places she reminds us of what shubindo has said that man has to learn to live from within outwards and not base himself on institutions systems etc and the mother says yes this is so true she also says that supermind has to find the law of his living from within and then she says he is not going this superman consciousness is not going to live by the normal conventional moral social and religious standards of human beings mm. and she emphasizes on this particularly towards the end now what do we see in today's children they have their own inner standards inner values which are so different now i take this example even otherwise living in many people are shocked that oh my god the new world and people are living in but if you see at another level you know it's an expression of truth of the being people are not living together just because they are married they're not following a social institution they are not even following a religious uh, moral, edict moral code. they are not following a moral code yes. but they are following a deeper inner truth which goes beyond the frames in which society has so far you know accepted and learned to live and many such things are happening all over the world i mean uh, age is now no barrier between two human beings and coming into the mainstream human beings are beginning to accept uh, even you know the girl may be older the man may be much less and also another thing which is it is doing is at some level we spoke about the physical change that abolishing the man strong man woman differences men are taking up many of the activities which traditionally women take up women are taking up many of the activities which men are supposed to take up and even at the gross physical level i must say that there is a blurring which is beginning to take place so early something which he spoke of as 1000 years hence so i i feel that you know post 1969 and throughout 1969 till almost december and even later on she speaks about this new consciousness uh, 
which is the superman consciousness and again and again she says very benevolent smiling luminously peaceful joyous and she also says something very interesting it will have the power to automatically defend human beings you know who are changing um, against many of the adverse attacks now these adverse attacks may come in the form of ill will you know i was reminded of this um, i think uh, what you wrote the other day that how it will work now there will be a lot of ill will thrown against these human beings and they'll be prone because their bodies are still made of the same stuff but how it will tackle it by the energy of love by the energy of compassion and transform it so it's a very interesting aspect you know i mean i i just got reminded of you know that experience of yours and how this energy will automatically emerge like an intuition or guidance from inside now traditionally we would we were taught to defend ourselves now when we defend we are separate beings i defend myself against you but where i take you and the pressure and power of this consciousness annuls that vibration this is going to be the law of the future there there are doctors who speak about it that healing through love and you know it is how it is coming through many doors you know um when when i studied my md we were taught that one of the ways that you can uh, destroy cancer cells is by imagining playing a game in which your white blood cells are destroying the cancerous cells so one of the uh, you know oncologist dr bunny siegel he has written a wonderful book oh, yes, on yeah, love yeah. miracle oh, medicines yes, yes. and he says that there can be another way where you by the energy of love tell these cells to relax not to be frightened not to be violent yes and mother speaks of something very similar in the you know in one of a conversation where she says if a tumor cells begin to you know they overreact and you have to tell them to be quiet not to be frightened many of these cells are simply frightened some of course are revolting some are frightened some are simply reacting to you know something else and they can be asked to be quiet to be peaceful to be so this benevolent consciousness which is full of love which understands is full of compassion and it will not only have a power but she also says it will have a practical omnipotence a knowledge which is not a book knowledge you know that oh let me see what i have read oh it's not even like okay last time i experienced this no spontaneously at that point of time this omnipotence will manifest itself so basically replacing the animal instinct nobody teaches an animal what is to be done as it grows up but it its knowledge is there given by nature now that will be replaced by intuition intuition in the body intuition in the mind intuition in the heart intuition in the vital another speaks of that we must talk to the body yes gently like a child yes yes like a child and this this consciousness uh, the what she has identified as the superman consciousness will uh, also she say something very interesting that this consciousness will not only it's not something personal so it will automatically spread she says in fact she describes the very first contact that when a number of you know jain sadhus came and uh, they obviously couldn't understand her mm. so she says this consciousness was like a rampart between me and them and what it was doing while they were speaking i mean if i may use the word inanities mother doesn't use the word <laughs> she says i kept smiling they obviously were not understanding anything but they wanted to flatter us they said oh we have heard a lot about you but she says <laughs> i just kept quiet because she could see through you know that it's a flattery and she says at that point of time i was actually seeing this consciousness go towards them and put a pressure now as it was putting a pressure she says one of them different people were reacting differently one of them started speaking and communicating the other one became very excited and this one i had to tell him to remain quiet the third one was experiencing a kind of stillness so this consciousness will radiate from all those who are uh, you know uh, 
I would say, recipients by an act of grace from her who are open and receptive, if you want to put it at the human end, it will automatically radiate all around into all those who are in contact with them. And that is how this will spread. I have, uh, you know, one of the prayer of the mother, which gives a very early hint of this action, where obviously everything is interconnected. And this is a prayer on the ship where she says, um, I offer these beings and then she says and those who are connected and interconnected and then she says and through each other the whole world. So this consciousness is going to make everyone, I mean those who embody it vast and it is going to push the earth towards vastness, the earth consciousness which means children who will come up will have need for more space psychological uh -huh. space because inwardly they are vast then it also uh, she also says that it will replace our ego individuality with something else which is like a principle of that individuality and in that principle the individuality remains without the conflicts and quarrels which come from the ego individuality so this is another thing which i see that these children are spontaneously i mean they are not that they are conscious of it and she says that you know we are fortunate to know the process but maybe after she doesn't say how many years decades or hundred years it will be natural and normal and they will not know how it happened but they'll be built along another plan so these children their need for psychological space they want and they give also it's not that they just are being selfish that will be not <coughs> fair to you know pass a judgment like that they want a lot of psychological space then they they live in a wideness where uh, the cultural religious and social identities barriers they have broken down for them the great barrier breakers great barrier breakers yes exactly yes <laughs> the great barrier breakers and they don't accept the uh, fixed moral codes which have been established either by society or by religion it's not that they are immoral but they follow their own inner code and they go by it and they learn by it and they grow by it and i think this is something very wonderful these children yes. they are far more honest you know they you know this experience of the mother where the sadhu is trying to please her and flatter her they will not do when they come out if they have not felt anything they say well i didn't feel anything or they will be very honest that I want to make money. <laughs> as simple as that. They will not say something simply because it is going to please. Now, of course, there will be some who will be contaminated because the old consciousness is still active. Mm. And as she said, the, just as animals pick up flattery and such things from human beings. She speaks of dogs. Mm. Yes. So it's quite likely that because we are going through transition, many such things will happen. But by and large, I'm speaking of by and large, this would be the trend. Another very interesting thing she says about this intermediary consciousness, and that is she says, speaks about it indirectly, not directly in the context of Superman. Uh, and Shobindo has hinted about it in one of his aphorisms. It's a very beautiful aphorism, you know, bringing out the aspect of con compassion and, you know, hits at the Nietzschean idea of Superman. And he says that he becomes like the cow of plenty, becomes a slave of all to love all and thereby by serving heroes. So he becomes, you know, somebody who is ready to serve and help and generosity is inbuilt in the nature of the Superman. He's generous by nature because one, he is vast and second, spontaneously the barriers that you know, strong barrier that that person is different and I'm different. They just fall away like a worn out scale from the eyes. It's just not there. They don't have to put an effort towards it. And of course, the third thing, and that's where the yoga part comes in, where the mother says, all those who are trying to master their physical, vital and mental nature are apprentice supermen. So this is a very important thing. <coughs> And I think that's where the specialized effort comes in. All effort at self-mastery, whether it be the Russian gymnasts, and she spoke about that, yes. or whether it be at a mental level, 
uh, at different levels human beings are trying even at the level of the emotions human beings are now far more uh, at one level resilient at another level wider uh, and at a third level a lot more uh, in control of their emotions uh, let me give this example um, you know uh, a, a generation back not even a couple of generation back you know a thing like divorce was unthinkable people would break down even if they lost their love they would break down because you know sentiments had such a strong hold upon human beings but now what i see in these children especially they when they part away they are not bitter in fact they are friends it is amazing you know it's just unthinkable and when we look at mother's play of you know towards the future this is what she speaks about that it's okay to part it's not a sin but when you part let there be no bitterness because eventually we must remember that the source of love is that and it enters into the human play gets mixed up now even when these children are not conscious of it outwardly they can't you know speak about it but they behave like that i know of number of children um, especially in the students context where i have seen them and of course grown ups uh, in that age group where they have parted from each other and they have remained best of friends they are not bitter about it and something amazing now when i look back to my parent generation it was an impossibility yeah either the husband wife stuck together despite the quarrels and the bitterness and at one level of course there was love always deep behind and social uh, you know niceties and all those things were there or else if they broke up it was very very traumatic acrimonious acrimonious and it's amazing that how they are able to move on i would say that they are much more in control of their feelings than what one generation was so i mean lot of changes these are just some of them also about the intuition of life see uh, how much um, at least in my gen- even my generation though i am 60 born but you know uh, at least parents used to worry about what will he do when he grows up some kind of a job in india it used to be very common it means you have to plan it with reason now these children are so beautifully attuned through an inner intuition that they spontaneously have a natural trust in life they are not planning the future they live the future they move through it they navigate through it guided you know just as an animal goes through life by instinct they go through by intuition so the age of reason is beginning to go away they don't like to plan actually and more and more they live by an inner feel and i think these are very good signs so my own feeling is that this 300 years phenomena which she spoke of she has compressed it to who knows uh, 30 years mm. <laughs> 50 years maybe at most 100 years that's what my so my when nolini says the superman is already amongst you. absolutely yeah and one can see it in these children one thing and i wanted to ask your insights on is when mother speaks about this new consciousness being right on the edge that it's it's not far from us we have the issue of punishment yes yes it's, it's far from us and it's very near but tadejati tanejati taddure tadantike tadantarasya sarvasya va beautiful yes yes and and mother tells satprem that it's just like that just a little movement and it's there yes she speaks of just shifting the needle yeah and in fact she says that's what i do now <laughs> <laughs> so well look at the barrier what is the real barrier it is the ego which is just a formation of nature a mold which you know is a whole lot of things the word ego conjures a number of thing not just pride and vanity that's the gross form but this sense of acute separateness disconnectedness with everything that is around us everybody around us the whole cosmos around us but uh, you know now this idea that we are one with the cosmos 
and the cosmos is a conscious power that is going to help us you know this book the famous book the secret mm. you know it's one of the book which propounds this idea that you know the cosmic forces are there to help us the einstein made such a remark that you know the whole uh, every event is the creation of the entire cosmos now this sense of interconnectedness with the world has come up even in ecology the concept of gaia the mother as a living yes. entity the earth as a living mother um, and sri arbindo wrote this to dilip kumar roy years before the gaia theory oh yes and yes, he said yes. the earth is a conscious being and the world is only the form it takes yeah. to manifest uh, <gasps> mother's famous experience uh, in 1915 which she had in um, japan where she Uh, you know experiences the physical being uh, being you know lifted up and the whole earth uniting with the supreme and shubindo says yes there is a luminous earth and this earth that we experience here is a shadow it's just a mold the real luminous earth is pressing to precipitate itself so it's uh, you know these children are going to breathe that atmosphere that's the most in fact she says that whether you are conscious of it or not whether you know it or not by the very fact that you are born at this moment upon earth you cannot but breathe this atmosphere so children feel so free so naturally vast they they are you know even world has become compressed in such a way that uh, you know because technology also then begins to support that that uh, today for them one foot in new york and another in pondicherry is uh, is is quite okay which just about maybe 30 40 years i think you would know better <laughs> was so difficult <laughs> was so difficult <laughs> and now it's like so common and now i watch a two year old on a cell phone yes yes <laughs> so i think everything is uh, pushing towards that yes the sunai children yes of a marvelous dawn yes yes and they are full of a carefree laughter they are uh, they have an excellent vision <laughs> they are able to see uh, the hypocrisies of the old and point out <laughs> just as the sun when it rises it shows everything they are able to look inside themselves and they are able to see in others i remember one incident about um, a 5 year old and um, when one of the parent uh, you know told this child that uh, look just say that you know i am busy she said but you are not busy yes, yes you are not busy <laughs> so <laughs> these children uh, you know see the truth they know the truth yes and uh, i mean as i said barring the fact that the old is still trying to contaminate many of them and of course the old and if i may use a, sh- a strong word rotten education system which stifles this growth perhaps that's why the mother uh, she had called oroville as the cradle of the superman and she had uh, given the name to one of the schools as the last school yeah and she she had to make so many concessions i mean it's amazing when we look at our own school so here in the ashram so she wanted a free progress system uh, which was a progress guided by the soul now obviously nobody could get it even the conceptually it was not there people still felt a distinction between spiritual material and all that is there in uh, you know uh, her conversations so step by step they would you know when some people say no some are not ready to go through the new free progress system initially she would tell the teachers to look inside themselves but then later on she said okay keep the free progress only for those who are ready yeah because it was like a concession but she didn't want yeah. she didn't want the uh, you know she wanted free progress to be the main stream and all other forms to be just as a kind of subordinate thing so, and the few who felt it and understood it suffered for it suffered for it absolutely suffered for it so i think um, uh, still unfortunately because of the old world and its pressure um, you know one of the uh, i think it is 70 or 71 uh, she says uh, when oroville she declared that oroville is the cradle of the superman she says i don't want to declare this message uh, 
uh, and then she explains to the disciple you know why because the governments will immediately uh, begin to resist because they will understand oh superman who do you think we are we are the superman <laughs> and they will resist whereas human beings will get bloated up in their ego oh by the very fact that i have come to oroville i am a superman so she says i don't want to give this message later on she modified the message and said that we want oroville to be the cradle of the superman she modified it so that's because this will be so much misunderstood and the old consciousness is really not going to you know it's not an elitist club uh, superman is a being of compassion is a being of um, gratitude if i may use the word is a being of love is a being of mercy and that of course shubindo spoke about it even the mother spoke about it long back he is guided by intuition he carries within himself the possibility if he awakens them of relating with the cosmos in a very different way not in the way of egocentric uh, i have to survive against you but in the way that well both of us work together towards something beautiful and harmonious so these are the uh, you know real aspects of a superman and he will eventually find the way for the transmutation of the body i had read and i don't recall where that the vedic rishis had encapsulated the supermind but were unable to spread it both aspects were there not really uh, transformed by it because uh -huh. they actually they entered the supermind through a different door uh -huh. uh, like with mother and shobindo the whole yoga was to transform the earth consciousness so there is no other way except the supramental but the vedic rishis were in quest of immortality now immortality uh -huh. comes only by the only the limitless can be immortal because what we understand by death is simply a passing away of the being from one state to another there is no death actually in reality there is no death it's like if i walk out of this room i may might as well say that this room no more exists for me and therefore is dead for me so in that sense death what we call as death and it strikes us is simply a shift of consciousness from one mode of being material to another mode of being which is subtler and of course a snapping of the connection with earth matter but essentially it's a shift so vedic rishis wanted to find the secret of immortality and they found that if we live in the consciousness of infinity then automatically simultaneously you are aware of this and that they in fact use the word mundak upanishad used the word this is that mm -hmm. and that's how they made the discoveries that that has become this and they made this you know even in ishupnishad atme vabhut vijanata and they spoke about this truth consciousness as satyam ritam brahatam the vast the limitless and uh, so many hymns are you know attributed to that so they glimpsed the supermind and they knew that that's where immortality is possible now some rishis who climbed this high stair uh, one example that comes to my mind is yagnavalk he knew that if i enter into that state it is immortal but he wanted to bring that consciousness upon earth to know the right law of everything in fact there is a very interesting thing that uh, in the vedas it is the surya who becomes yama here you know in fact yama and yami <laughs> yami is yamuna river they are born of surya so yama is the guardian of the mortal sphere and surya is the guardian of the celestial sphere so it's like a shadow world in which yama becomes the truth the so called harsh truth of life and he guards everything with an impartial gaze where the saint and the sinner the hero and the weakling all but his jurisdiction is on the mortal sphere so he he can work upon mind life and body but not upon the soul which is the immortal element now this uh, sphere which they saw and they saw that so uh, he wants yagnavalki in a very famous prayer in the ishupanishad he wants the law of truth and sun to manifest here not the law of death so there is a beautiful um, shloka uh, which is a prayer invocation hiranmayina patrena satyasya pihitam mukha 
சத்தேனு பூஷன் பாவரனும் சத்திய தத்துவம் பூஷன் பாவரனும் சத்திய தர்மாய திருஷ்டே சோ இட் ரன்ஸ் லைக் திஸ் ஹிரண்மயேன பாத்திரேனா சத்திய சாபிஹிதம் முகம் த ஃபேஸ் ஆஃப் ட்ரூத் இஸ் கவர்ட் பை எ கோல்டன் லிவ் லிட் தேட் ரிமூவ் ஓ போஸ்டரர் தத்துவம் பூஷன் பாவரனும் சத்திய தர்மாய திருஷ்டே சோ தேட் ஐ மே சி த லா ஆஃப் ட்ரூத் the mother speaks about in the agenda that all our laws are simply habits and they are falsehood including the laws of the body she says one of the things is good that you know we we are reminded of that one of the things that the superman consciousness has been doing is to show that all this so called we call as infallible medical dictums are falsehood they are not true they are simply habitual ways of responding of the body many of these so called laws are simply artificial modes of living and being including social laws they are not true so the rishi invokes the law of truth obviously the collectivity was not ready some of them tried to embody it within the mind but the majority of them used it as an escape door into the state of immortality in the beyond so they entered into that obviously they didn't return to tell us because entering the mortal sphere means again some lingered in that state like narada shobindu swami met the planes of the over mind he refuses to go and is a catalyst between the mortal and the immortal spheres or buddha whose permanence is basically that but he refused the nirvana so some of these rishis but majority of them used it as a doorway to escape so not only the collectivity was not ready which of course is true but also individual consciousness was not ready in the sense that as long as you were in a body you could not receive it and uh, the third thing is though they saw it they glimpsed it and yet they knew that you know a long labor will humanity has to go through yes. and but but the good thing they did it they implanted the seed of the supermind actually they were looking for immortality and not for transformation oh. but they implanted the seed of the supermind in the mind of the race and i think that was a wonderful thing that gift of the forefathers and i'm sure they must have done it in every um, uh, every you know area geographical area of mankind but Uh, perhaps uh, within india because india has been like custodian of uh, these things so in india these things have been kept and preserved down by the tradition whereas maybe in chaldia and other places they were just lost yeah but they must have also glimpsed the same thing and um, there are indications uh, that they have glimpsed it so it was like a promise shown to humanity like the mother's famous sun temple uh, as hatshepsut in egypt which is a foreigner of our will and she said we had to preserve the idea in the mental world yes. so the vedic effort was they they did not envisage transformation for sure their quest was immortality mm-hmm. but through that they found supermind they were not seeking a change except barring one or two um, for the rest it was arriving at that boundless infinite consciousness I think yes